But we're in John chapter 3. We're going to start in verse 22, and um, we'll read from 22 until uh, verse 30, and then we'll discuss a little bit about that. How's that sound? That sounds good. Awesome. Let's go. I'll go ahead and read this, this okay. passage first. After this, Jesus and his disciples went into the, into the Judean countryside where he spent some time with them and baptized. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now John also was baptizing at Anon near Salim because there was plenty of water and people were constantly coming to be baptized. This was before John was put into prison. And an argument developed between some of John's disciples and a certain Jew over the matter of ceremonial washing. They came to John and said to him, Rabbi, that man who was with you on the other side of the Jordan, the one you testified about, well, he is baptizing and everyone's going to him. John's, to this, John replied, A man can receive only what is given him from heaven. You yourselves can testify that I said, I am not the Christ, but am sent ahead of him. The bride belongs to the bridegroom. The friend who attends, to, who attends the bridegroom waits and listens for him and is full of joy when he hears the bridegroom's voice. That joy is mine and is now complete. He must become greater, and I must become less. Mm. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah, it really it's is. All, so where do you start with all of this, you know? Um, <clears throat> but, but at points, to, to kind of follow with what we've just talked about with Jesus and Nicodemus, you know, after that conversation... John, in his writing here, tells us that, that Jesus and his disciples went out into the Judean countryside. Right. Um, and he wanted to spend some time with them, and he baptized. Right. So a couple things there. So here's this shift that happened with Nicodemus, and Jesus and his disciples, after that time is over, he and his disciples go out into the countryside to spend time with one another and baptize. And baptize, right. So, but they're spending time with one another. A lot of what we just saw with what Nicodemus chose to do with Christ, um, Christ then turns that and he's going to start pouring back into his disciples mm. and spending time with them. Um, so it's just like, you know, we're talking about for us during this time, which is should be any time, but at points when situations like what we're living in right now has a tendency to help bring things into focus. Yeah, um, definitely. But in taking advantage of that, so we're going to spend time with Christ. In turn, he wants the same thing. To spend so, time with us. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that baptism that we're talking about there is them, a baptism of, of belief mm -hmm. in who he is. Right. So it is an outward sign and symbol and all of, okay, I'm going to follow you. An outward symbol of an inward grace that is happening in their lives. Exactly. Exactly. Because they're going to follow him. So the faith that they are having and is coming out in their actions. It is. It is. And, and you know, early when we first started, we, we had mentioned some things about some of the different testimonies um, mm. and, and situations that's been happening in people's lives um, that we're, we're experiencing. Yeah. Um, again, we... we I know this might get old, but we get to be a part, you know, and we do, you know, it, this is something that God is doing in, in other people's lives. And, and he's, he's working to, uh, 
to invite them to change forever. Yeah. And, and we get to watch that and we get to hear these stories and, um, and those things are happening. So, so these people and these testimonies that we've told you a little bit about, um, we're watching people being drawn to Christ. Right. We're watching that happen. And, and so some people are coming to us to say, okay, what do I do with this? Yeah. Here, here's what's happening in my life, but I'm not sure what to do with all of this. And, and that's, that's where God allows right. us to come into play right. and to be a part of that. And, and so, but even here, you know, Jesus wants to spend time with his disciples. So they go out and, and they baptize. Well, John's also baptizing. And people, there's plenty of water, then people are constantly, and that's what the, the Bible's telling us here, people were constantly coming to be baptized. Right. That means that, that, that God and the Holy Spirit had made such an impact in that region that people were coming constantly to make that statement and to make that profession that God is working in their lives. Right. So, but, and they're coming to John. That is interesting. So why do you think they're coming to John and not to Jesus? Is it that they don't know about Jesus yet? Or is it that John started before them and they don't know anything else yet? I'm, I'm, this is just all formulating my mind right now. So I'm... I think it's a little bit of both. Okay. <clears throat> I think that um, John was known. Yeah. John was known. And, and part of, and part of mm. what we're even going to see here <laughs> is that People had become familiar with John, even though John's message was about the one well, to come. Sure, yeah. But still, people were. Okay, I see where this is going now. <laughs> you know, it's interesting how God will put ideas in my head, but won't tell me the outcome yet until a few other things happen. But if you think about this, we're talking about a time that is change. Time was changing in this time. Yes. Not just with Nicodemus, but the fact that Jesus came and started his ministry yes. was a, a paradigm shift, okay? Yeah. And this time that we're in right now is a paradigm shift, yes. in a sense. And what we have been, what we have known is church the way it is. Mm -hmm. And whether we go to this church or another church or any church, whether you go to a Catholic church, Presbyterian, Episcopalian, Lutheran, I don't care or non-denominational even. The message is all about Christ, but it's changing in a way, the way we do it, the way we, um, maybe even the way God wants us to see it. It's, mm -hmm. it's still developing. It I don't is. have the answers. It is. But things are changing. They are. And that ties into, you know, we know that God is reaching individual people at this time. Possibly some of you who are watching right now wondering, you know, is that God speaking to me, telling me to do this or that? Yeah, it probably is. But we have to accept that as being different than what we've known before, where you'd go to the church and the pastor would pretty much tell you how to live. Right? Am I right. wrong about that? No. I mean, that's not the way it should be, I think. <clears throat> but the pastor has a role. But we as individuals have a role in our relationship with Christ, where he will tell us, this is what the pastor meant, or do you remember when the pastor said this? And then we, it's up to us to make that change mm. and to let God work in our lives. Yeah. So 
you know, as what was going on in this, this with um, John and Jesus, we need to be very cognizant of it as well. Right. Because God's making changes in our lives too. Yeah, he is. And he, he's, he's placing us and he's, he's raising us up and then pl- and, and looking to place us in our purpose and in our roles. Yeah, yeah. And, and so it's, this is a, a time, well, one of the words that we've used around here for, for a year and a half, almost two years, um, is the word abnormal. Mm-hmm. Things aren't normal, aren't functioning normal. Um, things are, are different. And we need to get used to the abnormal. Yes. And and that's a lot of what's taking place here. Yeah. Is is there's a huge shift to go, well, you know what, the Messiah is here. Yeah. And so now what? How yeah. do things look? How do things work? How do things move? Yeah. How do we <clears throat> reconcile this? What do we do right. with this? Right. And I I know with, with a lot of, of the direction that, that God is leading us is to make sure that um that we are pointing people to him. Yeah. Not yeah. not just yeah. in salvation, but in everyday life. Absolutely. Because if if it was just up to me and everybody needed to know how they were supposed to live my life and the only way for them to figure that out is to call my phone. Yeah. Then That's not good. That's <laughs> you, not good you, for you. you know oh, I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's it, but it isn't. So so it is it really gets back to that that um, truth that the Lord's been placing on, on our hearts is, is to have people pointed to Christ and to understand their relationship with him, how to hear his voice, when to know that the spirit is moving within them and that they can move in confidence and power yeah. to go do what God's called them to do. So it's like, you know, one of the things we've talked about too is that, you know, we are to be windows to look through, yeah, not people to look to. Because the buck can't stop here, right? You know that really, it's for for people to really step into who they have been created to be, designed to be. They have to have a personal one-on-one relationship with their designer. Absolutely. And and that's that's again, I think what's coming into picture here. Yeah. Is is for for these even yeah. John's disciples. Yeah. To to let it click in their mind. That John's not the one, right? Right. You know, he was the forerunner, um, but he's right. not the one. That's right. That's right. Can we jump to verse twenty-seven? Yeah, man. I, Sounds I great. just love verse twenty-seven. Okay. <laughs> to this, John replied, "A man can receive only what is given him from heaven." That that says so much. We we think that. As human beings, we often think that we have done well for ourselves if we have a great job, if we have a great income, we have a great house, a great car, whatever it may be, great family. But we can only do and be what God has created us to do and be. And when we align ourselves with that, it's like a well-oiled machine. Yeah. It's, it's not gears grinding against each other because they're out of sync. It's moving in motion because God is supplying and we're receiving from heaven. Mm. And now he's talking about Jesus who came from heaven. And he goes, because he goes on to say, you yourselves can testify that I said, I am not the Christ, Mm. but am sent ahead of him. The bride belongs to the bridegroom. The friend who attends the bridegroom waits and listens for him and is full of joy when he hears the bridegroom's voice. 
that joy is mine. He's seen the Messiah. He knows that he has come. Mm. He knows that, this, that he came from heaven. And he's pushing. You know, John's disciples are like, hey, this guy's baptized. It'd be like me saying, somebody come up to me and say, hey, Ian's preaching in the church you used to preach at. I'd say, yeah, <laughs> okay. And Ian would say, yeah, but it's, it's all about God. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, yeah. You know, I, I would point people to Ian who point people to God, and Ian would point people to me who mm-hmm. point, that I would point people to God. Right. You know what I mean? I do, so yeah. it's, that's what John's saying. Yeah, he's, he's from heaven. He's, I'm pointing you to him. He's the one who's going to save you, not me. You know, he, from the beginning, he said, I am, that's my right. baptism is a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness right. of sin. Not not to be the one that you look to. Hmm. That's the one from heaven. Wow. Okay, that's I'll, good. I'll just step down now. <laughs> no, no, no. That's really, it's, it's really good, and it's neat, too, because, you know, I, you know honestly, you know, sitting here and, and looking at this passage, and then, you know, with you and I sitting here together, mm-hmm. that it's, it's a really a further proof of God's handiwork. Yeah, I know what you're saying. And what he did and is doing, um, I mean, for us, I mean, there's yeah. so much that I have learned. I mean, there's just so much that I have learned in all this. I, I want to tell them something okay. they, they may not know. Okay. 2006, 2007, so roughly 13, 14 years ago, I'm pumping gas at a gas station, okay? And I'm wondering, I had just stepped down from being a pastor in the United Methodist Church. I don't know if I had ever told you that part, that I had stepped down for a a little while. Yeah, I, I got a big disagreement with, um, with myself more, more than anything else. But I, had, I decided I was going to step down. I'm like, okay, God, what do I do now? And I'm pumping gas, and I hear, he'll be bald and wear glasses. I'm like, what? And I heard it again. He'll be bald and wear glasses. I'm like, who? That's the person you'll be working with. And I'll tell you, for the next several months I was looking, I saw a guy pull into the gas station that same day. <laughs> Not quite bald, but he had glasses on, and I knew him, and I, I, I didn't know him well enough, but I knew he was a very um, religious man. I thought, hey, is he the one? Nope, you have to wait. And then I go to church, and there's a guy who's preaching, um, filling in, and he's bald, but no glasses. And I'm like, is that him? Nope, you have to wait. And I waited and waited, and I tell you, for years, I even forgot about it. It was probably four or five months after I met Ian that it came back to me, and I said, he's bald and wears glasses. <laughs> Take that hat off. No, I'm just kidding. I know, right? <laughs> so what I'm getting at is I had to wait, mm. uh, I don't know, 12, 13 years before we started working together. Wow. But God made a promise and he kept it. So if God's making promises today. That's right. That's right. You don't have to. I tried to run out and find it. Some of the things that God makes a promise today, he fulfills it tomorrow, mm-hmm. okay? That's Sometimes true. God will make a promise today, and you might have to wait a year or two, or 13 or 14 years mm-hmm. before he fulfills it. Yeah. But he fulfills all of his promises. And John waited for so long, and he was so joyful, promise fulfilled. He knew he was going to be the one. He said, I am the one preparing the way. And here he is getting to see it, and now his joy is complete. Man, that is awesome. That that really is. It's one of those things, you know, as far as this part, you know, where that that joy is mine and is now complete. Yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. 
Yeah, <clears throat> that um, that strikes a chord with me concerning our youngest, Emma. Mm-hmm. So it's like when um, when we found out that we were pregnant with Emma, um, I was like, oh man, <laughs> we just came off the heels of Anna. Yeah. Anna was yeah an event. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, <clears throat> to find out that that we were pregnant with Anna or Emma, it was um, that God had just promised that. Emma and and the whole labor or, and uh, pregnancy and labor and all was not going to be what it was with Anna, and had mm. promised us that it was going to be seamless. Mm. That's hard to grab a hold of, having just walked out of. Yeah, I'm sure. <clears throat> but God just kept continually bringing to to mind the word joy. There was going to be joy. That this is joyful. So. All of our kids, in some form or fashion, have a characteristic of the Lord in their names. Mm-hmm. So, okay, joy. We'll go with joy. And um, so then I was laying, I can't remember, it was one evening I was reading to, to one of the kids when they were going to sleep, and, and I just got complete. 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 I just kept hearing complete. <laughs> complete. No sooner was that taking place, Julie steps into the room, and she's like, I, I think I know her name. I said, okay. She's like, Emma. And I'm like, I'll bet you Emma means complete. <laughs> does it? It does. Oh, wow. So Emma, her name complete means complete joy. joy. Oh, my gosh. Love that. It is. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> complete joy. It is. And <laughs> let me tell you, you, you know, if you know Emma, complete joy. Oh, she is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> From sunup until sundown. Yeah. <clears throat> but she is, and she's so happy, and she is so joyful. Um, but that, that is just a, a physical point of understanding for me personally. And mm-hmm. what you just shared about this promise mm-hmm. being complete and its effects on John, mm-hmm. joy, yeah. for me. Because yeah, you know what? Good. Emma, when she was born and the whole process, the whole pregnancy and delivery and all, without a hitch. Mm. Without a hitch, and and the crazy thing was, is that twelve months prior, we were in the same hospital with all of the ladies for five to six weeks, and all of the nurses and stuff that watched us go through everything with Anna, and they're like, "You're back again? Yeah. Crazy? <laughs> like, yes, we, yes, we are, we are," and they watched everything happen with Emma. Hmm. Dude, it's awesome, yeah, it and is it awesome. is that joy. That joy is is available to us. Yeah, it is available yeah. to us. And and one of the points too that that you had made earlier, Phil, about the patience in promise. Yes, that we're given yes. promises, and sometimes it's sooner, sometimes it's later. Yeah. But but there's there is power in our patience. Mm. That's part of what I'm going to talk about on Sunday because we're going yeah. to talk about purpose on Sunday. Okay. But but even with that patience, um, the reward, partial reward, because there's so much that comes with that, but, but partial reward is our joy, that we get to have that and we get to live in that. Mm. And so here's John mm. passing that joy to his disciples. Right. Oh, that's awesome. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so it's that same joy that we have. And this is part of what we talked about this past Sunday. That joy that we have 
comes from so many different areas. It is a fruit of the Spirit, mm -hmm. but it is something that wells up in us as our promises are fulfilled. And we have walked the paths, we have had the patience, and we watch these promises come into reality that that joy is something that wells up within us that we can give to others. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's spreading the kingdom of God. Yeah. That said, when we talk about advancing the kingdom of God, that's part of what we're talking about. Right. Is being able, right? You know, whether it's at work, whether it's at your home, whether it's in your own life, but you can pass that along. You can give. It's what Jesus said. You know, my peace I give to you when he's talking to his disciples. Yeah. That's what he's doing. He is giving mm. who he is into who they are because it's part of what they need in the situation that they are in. Yeah. Wow. And it can be done one person at a time. And we don't have to force it. That's a good point. That, That's that, a great point. Follow up you know, on that. Some people really think like, okay, I know things are changing. I know God's speaking to me. I got to go do it. Yeah. But let God lead you in doing it. Don't run out ahead of him and get so far ahead of him that you get so overwhelmed and you're like, where's God? Well, he's behind you because you ran ahead of him. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So don't feel like you have to take on the world right now. Take on yourself and then someone close to you. And then let God let you, as he builds you and, and teaches you, move you out further and further. And if you don't push it and force it, God will guide you in every step. And this joy will be spread. Mm. And he That's will right. become greater while you become less. That's right. Is what, is what John said, too. That's exactly right. You know, he, Jesus will become greater as you become less. And you will, when you want that and you understand that, then you'll really know that God's really moving you and guiding you. You yeah. know what I mean? I do. I do. And <clears throat> following along with that, when, when God gives us these promises about um, what he wants to use us for, Mm -hmm. in his in in life you know to put him on display um or our purpose um those type of things it's we we have a tendency to want to run out and do those yeah yeah you know we really do and part of it is just pure joy because or i'm just ecstatic because you know what i finally have an understanding of what i'm supposed to do with this life that i've been given i'm gonna go do it and and sometimes god's like Okie dokie. Let's hold on a second. Yeah. You know, you know, oh, pull the reins back on those horses. Yeah. Um, and, and part of it is because God wants that time with us first. It's kind of like Jesus going out into the, the um, yes, countryside yes, with yes. his disciples. Yes. It, it's to pour into them um, to give them a better understanding of what he wants um, and, and partly of what he wants or should I say needs them to become. Right, um, right, right. Because if they had, if he had not done that, if they, he would have said, hey, I'm the Messiah, come follow me, now go out, they, the world would be different because they yeah. would have gone out and they would have turned people off. You know, but he taught them, he guided them, he, he prepared them. Right. And then when he sent them out, they were ready. And they didn't turn people off. They engaged people where they were. And what I, I guess what I was saying earlier is if you try to run out and get ahead of God, you're going to get overwhelmed because he's going to be the one overwhelming you because he's going to pull you back mm -hmm. because he doesn't want you to overwhelm his people. He wants you to meet them where they are 
so he can work in them and not you work in them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I get to thinking about what, back when the Lord told you about this bald guy with glasses. Yeah. Pumping gas. I know. <laughs> I can tell you 13 years ago, mm -hmm. I would not have been ready to walk across. Oh, the I path. wasn't either. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, there's no way I was. And so, you know, taking a, a moment to look back mm -hmm. on those those years that we were patient, mm -hmm. you know, and it, God never told me about coming alongside someone. I can tell you this, that, that there's individuals and, and people and characteristics and of, of individuals that I know God wanted me to work with that I prayed for their personalities, <laughs> you know, which I, I see, yeah. you know, within you. Okay. And, and so it's neat to, for that to come together. Yeah. Um, but you know, even with, um, you know, for me, one of the, one of the wake up calls that I got, about, about this, about what we're talking about, um, about not running ahead and, and those type of things was, um, it was just after Olivia was born, our second. Mm -hmm. And, and most people know, you know, Julie and I tried to have children for a number of years. Um, and so finally, you know, Gracie was born and, and, and Olivia was born. And, um, I just had a real heart to heart with the Lord. And I'm just like, why, why did it take so long? Hmm. You know, and it was almost like, I know this is, some people would look at this as being very bold and, and no wonder you're bold because I probably got hit with this bolt of lightning. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, but it was just my heart. And, and I think just to pour out the truth of my heart because God knows it anyway. Hmm. And so I was just very earnestly asking why, why, why did it take so long? And this is the answer I got. Ian, because I needed you to become the person I needed you to be to raise them up hmm. to the, be the people that I created them to be. Oh, wow. Wow. And it was a, 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 a real self-reflection on me to go, before God is going to allow me to fully pour into others. Mm -hmm. There's some work that needed mm. to be done here. Yeah. And so your point, which I absolutely loved about looking here first to understand God's given us these promises. And like I said, even on Sunday, we're going to talk about purpose and, and each one of us has been created with, with a magnificent purpose in mind. Yes. But there's, there's things that we need to deal with in the countryside hmm. with the master Yep. first. And so that patience in stepping into the countryside with him will prove to be valuable, invaluable hmm. at points yeah. as we step further into the promises that he's given us and the purposes that he's given us. So mm. that, that time of one-on-one -on -one with him is, is so vital. Um, and you know what? He wants it as much for you and with you as we do with him. Amen. If not more. Yeah. Quite yeah. honestly. Yeah. Um, because he knows what he can do yeah. in and through our lives. And he knows once we submit and surrender to him what we can become with him and for him. But... He is, he's calling a lot of us, even now, he's calling a lot of us into the countryside with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He really is. So that, as John so wonderfully put it, that he 
may become greater and that we will become less. Right. I think if we read on from here, it really just adds more to what we're uh, uh, saying right yeah. now. So can we do that? Yeah. Uh-huh. That Let's sounds go ahead great. and finish up chapter three here. Perfect. The one who comes from above is above all. The one who is from the earth belongs to the earth and speaks as one from the earth. The one who comes from heaven is above all. He testifies to what he has seen and heard, but no one accepts his testimony. The man who has accepted it has certified that God is truthful. For the one whom God has sent speaks the words of God. For God gives the spirit without limit. The father loves the son and has placed everything in his hands. Whoever believes in the son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the son will not see life for God's wrath remains on him. So the one who comes from above is above all. We know that to be Jesus, mm-hmm. who came yes. from above, and he is above all. And that's why he must become greater and we must become less. And the one who is from the earth belongs to the earth and speaks as one from the earth. And that's why I'm saying that, you know, I'm speaking from personal experience here. God tells you, and it's amazing when God tells you, I'm going to use you. I'm going to send you out. I'm going to have you reach people. There is nothing like hearing that, but you've got to wait on God. Yeah. Because when God told me that, I was still of the earth, and I tried to go out and do it. And I made a lot of mistakes, and I had to backtrack several times. And, and I still make mistakes because I'm still from the earth. But there's one verse here. Uh, verse 34, for the one whom God has sent speaks the words of God. For God gives the spirit without limit. Let that sink in for a moment. God gives the spirit without limit. How many times have we talked about spiritual gifts? Man, yeah. And we all have spiritual gifts. Some of us have more than one. But when God gives that, we often sometimes think, well, God doesn't make me the the person that he made Ian or the person he made Phil. No, that's not true. That's not true at all. No. I, I wasn't born this way. <laughs> and I just simply let God take over. And then he started working. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, and it's not like I studied a whole bunch of books and went. I don't have a seminary degree like Ian does. But <laughs> I didn't mean that the way it sounded. <laughs> that did not come out right. <laughs> Anyway, um, what I'm saying is that God will give you his spirit. He wants to give of his spirit because it's so abundant. Yes, absolutely. And we are the ones who hold ourselves back at times. And if we just turn to God and let him lead and guide us, more and more will come Mm -hmm. of the spirit. And the gifts will get stronger and new gifts will come because God can... Knows, he doesn't, it's not like we have to prove to God that he can trust us. God has to prove to, our, to us that we know we can trust God. Did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, really, it, it really is neat because it, it, we, are, we have been given the, the gift of the Spirit. And it's without, like here, you know, without limit. And one of the things, too, that we're seeing with um, God, loves, God loves the Son and has placed everything in his hands. So it's one of those things, too, to understand and see that 
he's given us the spirit without limit and the father loves the son and has placed everything in his hands so that word everything is huge everything being <sighs> i know this sounds funny but everything so it's like all of our worries all of our fears all of our concerns god knows about and and they're in jesus's hands also our purpose all of our promises all of what God's going to do in and through us is all a part of what Jesus has in his hands. So it's it's building that relationship further with... Okay, we're live. Okay, we're back. <laughs> Sorry about that, everybody. I uh, forgot to plug That's in great. the laptop. <laughs> um, so what we were talking about was... Um, here and just after the verse that you had talked about with with um, God gives us the Spirit without limit. Okay. On uh, verse thirty four, um, verse thirty five goes into the Father loves the Son and has placed everything in His hands. Now that that verse for me um, was important is important, but it was important um, during a, por a portion in my life when I was seeking and really looking for uh, understanding my my life's purpose. Um, where I had a pretty good idea, but I was really asking the Lord to condense it into a sentence. Okay. Which is an event. An event. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's one of those things to just take your life and go, wow, okay, I'm understanding oh. that God wants to do this and this and this with my life. Um, but what is it for me to just focus on and remember what, you know, God, would you be willing to give me one sentence that tells me my life mm -hmm. so that, um, just to keep grounded, you know? Um, and so this was years, honestly, it took years for this to come, but this was one of the verses that, that God brought me to. And, and, and I'll just read it to, to us again. The father okay. loves the son and has placed everything in his hands. Now here's the Ooh. little note that I wrote. I circled the word everything, okay? Okay. Here's the little note that I wrote. Everything about me and my life. Oh, Everything about me and my life mm. has been placed into the hands of Jesus. Mm. The That's one who pretty amazing. Yeah, if, if as we walk through that and, and as we unpack that, the one who is my advocate, mm -hmm. the one who is my defender, the one who is my intercessor. Mm. So mm -hmm. it's. It's me in a relationship with Jesus saying, I have some questions about everything of my life. Anything that I, in every part of my life, Jesus has in his hands. Wow. And, you know, tying that in with the one who comes from above is above all. Above the power. All. Above all, yeah. Right, right. Just... Tying that together with what you just said, it just, wow. Isn't it amazing? It is. And it's humbling to know that Jesus has us in his hands like yes. that. Everything. Yes. So it's like I, 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 I take that and go, so when I step out mm. into the countryside with Jesus to spend one-on-one -on -one time with him, mm -hmm. he has everything about me with him. Wow. Everything. Anything that I would be fearful of, 
now or in the days to come. Anything that would be that would come against me as a stumbling block yeah. to stop the promises that he's given to me. He has. He knows. Wow. So when we go to him for wisdom and insight, battle plans, strategies to face the enemy and to come against the enemy, to defeat the enemy. When, when we're ministering to someone and that God has allowed us to minister with and they need to be set free, mm-hmm. he, knows he knows because that situation is a part of my life that he's holding in his hands. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, I know that, but to hear that really, really opens it up a lot. It you does. know what I mean? It, it, sure, I would have said, yeah, 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 I agree, I agree. But to hear it the way you just put that is just amazing. It, it is. And it's one of those things that for, for God to share that with me was a game changer. Yeah. It, it really was because it's like everything, Ian, everything. If you can dream it up, he's got it. Everything. Oh, Wow. Yeah, and, and so it, it really is, it's a point for me at that point, I should say, at, at that point, I began to f- more fully understand to cast all my care upon him <laughs> that I really can go to him with my questions and he knows and he cares. This helped me break that that thought that the enemy puts in our minds about that, you know, th- don't bother God with the small stuff. Yeah, exactly. He, he, he knows it. He has it in his hands. He cares, and he wants to share. Yeah. And he wants to share with us. Oh, wow. Wow. I hope everybody else jumps back on to see this. Because that was powerful. It was pretty good. That was really good. That was really but good. But that's who, there again, you know, that, that's, that's who he is, and that's what he wants to do and is doing in our lives. Yeah. It's, it's this, um, it's that draw that we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. It, it's like that, that draw that he is drawing yeah. us into himself. Yeah. yeah. And, and the things that he's showing us um, makes it so much more personal. It, it does, it just makes it so much more real of what he's doing in our lives. Mm. And if he wants to do that in my life, he wants to do that in everybody's life. Every Everyone that is breathing, he wants. Period. Yeah. He wants. Wow. That, I don't even know what to say. That It's just so powerful that you can't comprehend it but so powerful you want to be a part of it right <laughs> you know it's a good I mean? way to put it so. yeah it's a good way to put it yeah um and it, it it should encourage us too to um to see people different yeah to see to see them mm-hmm. through his eyes it doesn't matter if they live in a multi-million dollar mansion 
or if they're living in their car or if they're under a bridge. It doesn't matter if, if their clothes are filthy or if they have the finest that's, that's made. Mm-hmm. God wants to meet them where they are and bring them into who he is. Mm. And, and mm-hmm. we are those vessels. We are those vessels that for, for some reason that he has chosen to use. I don't mean to be repetitive, but we get to do this. But we get to, we get we to do. do this. And that's amazing. It is. We get to see their lives. Yeah. And we get to be the conduit. For, for the Holy Spirit to flow through. You know, earlier we were talking about giving joy or giving peace. But, you know, we, we have that opportunity to, to give the Holy Spirit out into the lives of those around us. And just deposit those things. And, and the other person has the choice. They have yeah. the choice. But that doesn't yeah. stop me right, from, right, right. from giving. That's Amen. good. Amen. It is. Well, looking at the time, and since we are, yeah, we're pretty much at the end of chapter three. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get together there. next week and do chapter four. Yeah. Start- this concludes this podcast.